what's good world this is another edition of behind the fences in the trenches at shank motherfucking radio man so i'm over here vibing right now um i got the wildly minded ECC11 here with me, man. We're going to be talking about some more nation stuff, right? However, we're going to get into a little bit of this legal aspect of a 1983 that we are currently uh, going to be working on, on trying to um, have the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation recognized as a religion. Um, Now, before we get into that, though, uh, today is almost a... uh, I know it's Veterans Day, but it's almost like a memorial day for us, too, because the founder of the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation, the Almighty Latin Kings in <clears throat> in Miami, in Florida, our first tribe, this is this is the day we remember, huh? This is the day he passed. Uh, what year, 2012? 2011. 2011. King Speedy passed on 11-11-11. So I want um, ECC to... Talk about who this brother was, and I want to give a little commemoration to our son King Speedy Monterrey. Okay, not not to get too deep into it, because of the time issues that we're faced with right now, being where we're at, knowing that we're going to up count and all that good stuff. Um, I just want to acknowledge the fact that uh, we did have a founder in the state of Florida, and that founder led to the brothers that basically you're listening to right now, and. Although he may have been known for this, that, or the other, he made a number of uh, contributions that have been lasting um, over maybe even his own character at times. Uh, with that said, um, with that said, he um, he's definitely worthy of uh, the recognition that we're trying to give him in uh, this development right here, which is the uh, fruition of a, a dream of many of ours for you know, more years than I can count that we would finally gain this recognition as a religion because that is what we are, that is what we are taught that we are and we hope to uh, you know, more fully uh, develop that, that idea and that dream here um, in this generation right now. This is maybe the fourth generation that I represent coming in, no third, I, I would represent, I believe this brother here is the fourth generation but you know, we're up to around eight generations here in the state. And uh, that's something that uh, needs to be of uh, worthy recognition as well. Amorterrey, King Speedy, rest in power. All right. So now we're going to go into the show, Shank Radio. The Almighty Land King, Queen Nation. And what we're doing again is just trying to elucidate some of the ideas, ideologies, and philosophies of the Almighty Land King, Queen Nation. And now we can even show a little bit of the religious aspect and why we should be taken seriously. It's not only that our lineage is going back years and years and years and years now, however, our goals are serious. Our goals are no more, our, our goals are not less serious than these, than these white fraternities. You know, these fraternities have been around for about 100 years, you know. These colleges and these ideas, these, these, these same frat brothers are not called gangs, and they're actually represented as organizations. Why? Because they're not poor, because they don't come from the poor societies and poor communities. This is why we need to do this. This is why we need to be able to represent who we are, represent kingism legally, not only in prison, but in a free world too. You know, in, in in some countries we're looked at as terrorists, and here, I'm sure we're, we're in some terrorist watch list. I'm sure, but 
is just because of who we are and who we're trying to be. We have our views, we have our ideologies, we have many, many reasons why we stand on this. This country is not really our country. However, we are a nation and we do have beliefs. So I'm going to get in now to some questions. We're going to question and answer this format about the uh, this uh, religious land use. And institutionalized it's, yeah, it's my bad. The uh, Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Person Act in comparison to and what some of the prongs are and some of the challenges we're going to be facing when we try to bring this action to the uh, legal courts. All right. So first, I want to talk with uh, the brother ECC11 on just the Almighty Land King itself and what makes it a religion. You know, why is it a religion and what are we searching for in this whole Religious Freedom Act? Um, first, uh, concerning what makes the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation a religion, I think there's a number of ways that we can look at this. However, in general, and again, because of the, the slight time issue that we're faced with, I just want to touch on a couple of things, and that is that there is case law that exists that provides a definition of sorts of what makes a religion in the eyes of the court here in the United States. Um, I believe some of that case law goes back before the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act, which we're going to more elucidate on here in this uh, particular discussion. However, the, the point is is that there, it does exist that definition. As well, there's other definitions that we could use, um, whether they come from uh, one field or another, and their you know, interpretation and look at the, uh, the definition of the, uh, of the phrase or the word uh, religion. However, there's the other thing to look at, and that's that we, in the definition or the explanation of the religion in our literature, which is literature that we're going to fight for, it starts off explaining the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation with the, the sentence that the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation is a religion. Okay, one that you know gives us a national self-respect, it gives us the power to educate the poor, so on and so forth, but it's defined as a religion. To us, this is part of our studies. Um, beyond that, we have a belief in a creator. We do believe in a creator. Uh, we have a name for that creator. We have various names for that creator. Um, there's evidence in our in our literature that uh, leans towards a concept of the Trinity. Um, however, even though a lot of these concepts are available. Uh, in different religions, be they mainstream or not, they are unique to us. Um, that is one things that uh, one of the things that we know and we understand that we have to point out. But it is something that we are confident that we will be able to point out. Um, that is one of the things that we'll get in a little bit later here in this conversation uh, concerning you know what we think may prevent us from going there. But the, in general, it's the the idea there that we are a religion. Yes, the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation is a religion. Those are some of the things that makes us a religion. And, you know, something I want to touch on, too, is, all right, those are some, you know, good reasons on why we're a religion. But I also want to, because a religion has followers. A religion has people that truly, truly believe in this cause, in their cause, and in, in whoever is their God or, or whatever stance they want to take, right? Uh, and you have a lot of people that believe in this almighty land, king, queen, nation, as a way, like they says, is a religion to give us faith in ourselves. That's the first thing we learn, is to, to, to all of us come from broken places, man. 
and this is our belief system. We might not be Jesus Christ, but this is our Christ. You know, this is who we believe in. This is what the first thing that gave us power and gave us knowledge of self and gave us a sense of um, a sense of being, a sense of who we are, and and it gave us a reason too. And I think just those requirements alone, people that wholeheartedly believe in the ism and kingism, as we call it. You know, for, for for that reason alone, man, we should we should be able to represent who we are and who we're gonna be. All right. So, what are the two prongs that the Religious Freedom Act has have to be met by the state? What do they have to prove, man, to prove that we aren't a religion? Or okay. To... In, in in this act in question, the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act, <clears throat> which was passed, I believe, around two thousand, um, somewhere in that area. Uh, it was it was actually beneficial to us because it made the argument um, for religion more favorable to those who were attempting to be recognized as such. And this one particularly dealt with prisoners because of the uh, institutionalized persons uh, portion of the act itself. However, um, The prongs that, that were presented here were, and this is for the state, they have to meet these prongs. Um, they had to show that what they're doing is to further a compelling state interest. Okay? Um, in this case, the compelling state interest is um, what they would more than likely refer to as, quote-unquote, preventing security threat group activity or curbing security threat group activity, which has been mentioned in uh, other case law. So, hold on. So, this is basically the two, this, 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 is, this is the prong where the government has to prove that something that we are doing is going to be dealt again in the STG area. It's going to be a security threat to the compound. Has this, are they saying that we have to... We, they have to prove, they have to show that the reason why they won't acknowledge your religion is to further whatever the interest is that the government has. All right. And their interest in previous case law thus far against security threat groups has been to curb security threat group sure. activity in their prison system. All right. So that's they and in other words, they meet that prong. Yeah. They have met that prong. It's something that I don't see us even having the time to deal with. Yeah. The second prong, however, is the prong that makes it more accessible to us, this okay. recognition. And the second prong is that they are exercising the least restrictive means of compelling, or excuse me, furthering this compelling governmental interest. Okay. What we're arguing is the outright ban, the refusal to recognize, uh, the, the consequences and punishments are not the least restrictive means. Mm -hmm. This has to do with what it is that we're asking for. Are we asking for everything under the sun? That wouldn't be the least restrictive means. Yeah. And when you say ask for, what do you mean ask for? Well, what we're searching for, what we believe in our argument would be, um, or, or meets the requirement of the least restrictive means, is we want nothing more than our literature, because it is fundamental for us to have our literature to understand our religion. Which is the manifesto and which the constitution. Which is the king manifesto and constitution, right. which includes the prayers in question, uh, the philosophy of the sun, mm -hmm. all the things that we believe in that make us unique. Mm -hmm. um, we want access to our KMC, which deals with our clergy as well. And we want access to the chapel, 
and uh, 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 an accom- accommodatable, uh, 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 upon a accommodatable schedule. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something that's reasonable. Yeah, for sure. And we want a dietary supplement every January 6th. All right. Which is a, a national holiday for us and a day that we have by law to observe by fasting. Yeah. And other religions in this system and other systems across the country are afforded this dietary supplement when they have to fast in accordance with the tenets of their religion. Oh. Those are the, all we're asking for, those three things right there. We're not asking for uh, the ability to wear symbols. We're not asking for the, the, the access to colors. None of those things because we're looking at this from a legalistic point of view of perspective and we're looking for the least restrictive means of compelling their so-called interests of curbing security threat group activity, yeah. which is some of the things that we have discovered in our research that they continue to be able to classify us as a security threat group, even though we're a religion. This is not a mistake we're going to make in, 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 in asking that we're no longer be considered a security threat group and that be the end-all sale, because thus far, security threat groups can have both classifications. Yeah. But we want the other classification, which we'll discuss further in there, too, sure. one of the other questions. All right. All right, now, <clears throat> something, you have to, something we're going to have to show, too, to make it more feasible that this is actual religion is the class. You know, how many of how many of us in here would you say is should be considered an almighty Latin king at, in, in a religious form? Okay, without transversing any lines, we're not gonna discuss our records because our records are something that we wouldn't be able to provide anyway. We're going to discuss the records that the Department of Corrections has. Yeah. The Florida Department of Corrections, we can estimate, has somewhere between 1,000, 1,200 on record at any given time. Yeah. Um, and hold on. This is also, for what it's worth, this is also something that we can request Mm -hmm. um, through the Florida Sunshine Law, the Freedom of Information Act. We can get this information, and it can be used. But we know um, from the experience of living in this environment the amount of people who are documented as such. And, you know, I want to get into that a little bit. I don't want to, like, pull it off off track, but it gets back into that STG file. Yes. So, in your STG file, which is some arbitrary decision made by these, these people that have no idea what's going on, they get to classify people in certain ways. They get to classify people in, in, in just whimsically and... I think that that has been a lot of problems with us trying to be recognized as a religion too because I'm sure there's a lot of things that they've classified us that we've done or, or turned it up when we might have not even done any of these things. We might have, you know, these are things that, uh, uh, how they contain us, right? Um, and a lot of these ideas, a lot of these STG ideas, a lot of these groups came from, you know, I think the idea of when... Jagger Hoover went with this COINTEL Pro. And I'm not saying that Florida DOC has a COINTEL Pro aspect, but one thing I do is oh, yes, I'm sure are. that I'm <laughs> we sure, all know they do. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure saying that I know that when they classify people, man, they're doing it to hinder us and not doing it actually trying to figure out who is who in here and who is what in here. They're trying to do everything they can to contain us. In tandem, in tandem without trying to go off into another uh, place as well. Um, I don't know if you recall or not, but I ended up sending a letter to a central office in Tallahassee to the Security Threat Review Committee 
uh, in an attempt to find where it is that they have these so-called procedures in place that show that they're not in violation of due process because they have so many people classified as this, that, or the other security threat group without even them being aware of it. Yeah. And um, it, it caused a little up, 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 upheaval of the central office or whatever. But again, like I said, that's, that's not something that we're really going to deal yeah, with too much sure. today, but it is something to throw out there because in, in actuality it's going to lead to one of the questions and that that's, we have. And exactly, that's what I was going to get next because when it's time, okay, we have to only meet these two prongs right now in the actual 1983. However, when this takes when this takes when this goes to court, there's going to be question of the uh, validity of this religion, man, and and if it practices what it preaches and these things these things are going to come up, man. These these are going to be hurdles that we're going to have to that we're going to have to meet in the future. And that's why I'm bringing it up. This, 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 this arbitrary yeah. STG file that they plays upon us is something that we're gonna have to th- uh, figure out how, how to come up against. You know, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I think that with the with the, with us prevailing here right now with the, the religious uh, recognition thing, um, eventually it will lead to further suits. Uh, one of those suits will definitely be the discrimination that is exercised against security threat groups in general, but with religious recognition, we have a new argument. We have a new, uh, let's say, violation of the United States constitutional rights uh, to freedom of uh, religion because, excuse me, against discrimination because now we are being denied occupation, training, a number of different things that would contribute to our rehabilitation in this environment based upon the security threat group classification. However, with religious recognition, now we are recognized as a religion legally. Therefore, if you continue to exercise some of these practices against us, you're in violation of this other constitutional right, which is against discrimination. Because it says in the Constitution that if you base this discrimination on our religion, then you're in violation of that right. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's one I I, I like that you brought that up because uh, the whole, there are already classifications of religions that are considered in DOC security threat groups. Yes. You know, there are people that, uh, um, like the Nation of Islam, the Nation of Islam is uh, the nation Islam is a a a, a recognized form of uh, of Islam, and it is still classified as a security threat group. The uh, Hebrew Israelites are shortly classified as the black radical group. There, there are any black radical classes that are considered the security threat groups because we know because when stuff happens and something happens on this compound, they come pick up all of them. But you'll never see them come pick up a whole class of Christians. You know what I'm saying? Just because one Christian has done something, man. So it it but these 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 groups that have the STG file are not discriminated to have jobs though. That's how they that that's how we we have been able to be recognized and be able to further who we are in prison as well. You know, um if we can get this classification of only an STG, it's never going to come off. We're forever going to be Florida DOC terrorists. However, I think that if we can open up this door and, and show that this is a religion, man, there's going to be a lot of people that 
Because it's going to open the door for a lot of people mm-hmm. to understand our literature, to understand who we are. And then it, it has the power to turn. So uh, let me not get into that real quick, but um, I want to also get back into these different STG groups. Well, that that I think is, is really, it seemed to me that this is the direction that she was going in. And that is um, dealing with the difference between, you know, opinion, law, this, that, and the other. Um, most recently, and I speak personally, that I'm not so much familiar with, like, for instance, the, the, the Hebrews. Okay, they did gain religious recognition, but security threat group, the security threat group label was not as popularized then as it is now. And so in my study of research and case law, I haven't found so much on them dealing with the title security threat group. However, most recently, I think the case law that has most pertinent to us and most value is those cases dealing with the five percenters, otherwise known as the nation of gods and earths. they succeeded, I believe, in the beginning in North Carolina, Mickle versus Moore, uh, in the prison system up there uh, to get religious recognition. Um, I think their argument was under an older act, however, and they didn't have the same protections. And eventually, the United States Supreme Court ruled that they would be recognized as a religion, therefore have access to their literature. However, they were, that would not be enough to uh, equate with their being released or prevented from going to a long-term administrative confinement, um, which is, again, uh, another argument, you know what I'm saying, that will uh, take the stage here in the state of Florida. Um, however, they, the point that I'm trying to make there is that they got received religious recognition by the United States Supreme Court. And that is something that we need to take into accreditation because we have very similar uh, tenants, if you will, um, I was going to uh, more look at it in the respect of uh, comparisons, you know what I'm saying, the, uh, as far as religions go. And um, we had the same classification uh, as security threat groups. So there is something there that, that definitely I want to point out as something that we've looked at and would like to use. Another thing is the expert uh, witnesses and or testimony that is available. Um, primarily, uh, we're interested in uh, communicating with uh, uh, Father Barrios, um, who's helped in a number of things, whether they were publications, uh, books, uh, studies, writings, uh, articles, uh, productions. Uh, he was uh, featured in the film Black and Gold, which is a positive, uh, uh, very positive film that uh, we would like to recommend anybody to view. Um, with that said, however, he has uh, you know credentials. He is known as a, a sociologist. Um, I believe he's a professor in John Jay John Jay College. Um, he's a theologist, um, and he has wrote extensively on the Almighty Latin Kings Queens Nation. He has opened his doors uh, to his own uh, church uh, to our members in New York, and has had a, a good deal of experience with us and. Um, we desire greatly to be able to communicate with him and hopefully uh, invite him you know, into this, this cause of ours, which I believe he has um, uh, a good say-so in. Yeah, Father Barrios is uh, Father Luis Barrios, and I know he, I think actually using him as an expert witness would be the way to go. He has, he, he's, he's renowned when it comes to the Latin King history. He's renowned when it comes to Latinx history. It's, um, I think he would be able to help and elucidate who we are in a religious aspect, in, from, from a, almost a historical aspect. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I think that would probably have to be our major major uh, uh, witness and you know maybe friend in this in this battle, man. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna reach out to you, Father Barrios. <laughs> Just wait on it. All right, so uh, we're gonna wrap this up pretty soon, man. But I want to uh, reach a couple more ideas, man, when it comes to the future of what we're trying to do here. So um, what would you say are some of the biggest forcing obstacles perceived as a potential obstruction in our path and plans to prevail in this cause, man? I, um, I, my concerns thus far, uh, the arguments that I've seen that were really disappointing uh, that prevailed on the behalf of the state um, were based on one, and I believe we talked about this in the beginning of uh, this conversation, maybe it was in the introduction and, and the contribution with Speedy, um, and that is that um, sincerity, a so-called sincerely held belief. Um, time and time again, I've come across case law in which the court has uh, thrown out a petition because the state was able to show that based upon the, the, the petitioner's behavior in prison, um, it reflects um, someone who is not a sincere holder of the belief he or she claims uh, to be in, in uh, practice of and it's, it's, it's very disappointing because some of us have records, uh, these records in a lot of cases are fabricated um, but whether or not the point is, is that it can be used against us and my concern is finding somebody who you know, does not have this you know, uh, fabricated or otherwise record and then leading him or her down a path that will ultimately result in them you know, being once again portrayed as some type of domestic terrorist. Um, or some type of, uh, how do they like to term uh, Hillary Hinton, uh, Clinton used, um, uh, um, super predators. Oh yeah, super predators. You know what I mean? It, it, but it's something that I'm concerned with. Another one that has stood out. As an obstacle, and, and this one there, you know, it comes from uh, a lack of a number of things in some cases, such as education, but in other cases, it has to do with uh, the conspiracy of the system as well. Um, we get involved in this and we get going, and before you know it, you know, we're in a position to where uh, we're in a dark room and we ain't getting no food, and every other ship is coming in hitting us with chemical agents, and uh, uh, we miss our filing date, and we make what's called a procedural error. And that, you know, is one of my main concerns, and that's why. Uh, in a large part, why we're doing this here is because at some point or another, we need some type of representation. We need to assure representation. We're taking a, a great risk uh, venturing, you know, in this conversation in itself, much uh, more so with the idea of actually going through with this and the consequences that come as a result. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's something that... that needs to be talked about is what is going to be the potential threat not only legal threats not only what they're, they're going to be the, the arguments we're going to be creating however the threats upon us in the Department of Corrections yeah. and it, 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 it happens man. these are things we go through just by having an STG file, these type of things and then just try to gain civil rights as a quote-unquote gang member in here, man, we're going to have the same things that were happening to the Black Panthers in the 60s. It's going to be the same type of things. It's going to be the same type of quote-unquote containment that COINTELPRO has created, and they're just going to lose us for a couple weeks. 
in confinements. We're going to come up missing. We're going to be off the compound with no DRs and just, you know, some red skin. Without a doubt, the new Jim Crow, <laughs> these, these classifications that are being used have developed over the years. You mentioned Cointel Pro earlier, and, and, and we are in the uh, so-called age of color blindness, and this is the new Jim Crow, and uh, the classification of our religion as a security threat group. The, the use of security threat group, period. Uh, the loose phrases such as super predator, so on and so forth, they all fall into uh, the practice of classism, which is prevalent here in the society. Yeah, and I just want to, you know, I've talked about this before on Ipsy Dixit's radio that these prisons have become constitutional vacuums. For we, we might get able to win in courts, but in between those times of us going to court and us filing these motions or filing these petitions, there, there's a lot of dark spots that DOC can fuck with us. DOC can, and they do. They do. When people try to, when, when, when people try to use the, the correct means to deal with injustices in here, it's frowned upon by the administration. When people file 1983s, while people file grievances, man, these people are, are then considered what uh, they're, uh, what the pigs call writ writers. And these writ writers become getting fucked with. They get transferred. They lose all their property. So these are things that we're almost making a, 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 a we're almost making evidence right now by, by creating this because this is what we're trying to do and, and, and we know that this is going to happen. I, I think, too, that... Um and it's interesting that you said that because at first I, I began to form in my mind the, the theory that this is in here a laboratory. Um, that the government practices a number of things uh, in, in, in this uh, this void space that you're speaking of. Um, you know, for years, how long have we been hearing and seeing, you know, reading, you know what I'm saying, that the, the one place that uh, slavery is so-called legal is in the prisons. Um, here in the United States, slavery does exist. However, the, uh, the theory here that I'm thinking that you were going to go into, which would have been really neat, and we can still touch on, I guess, a bit, is that this is a laboratory. Yeah. And they do experimentations here. And the experimentations are of a social nature um, when it comes to law. You know, how will people react about this, that, or the other? And uh, we represent in here um, a reflection. Or, or like you like to use the term uh, microcosm uh, in, in, in the face of what's going on out there. And what they are able to prevail in here against us is against the people. It is against all of us. It is against the human race. Uh, this is something that we strongly believe in, in tandem with our religious beliefs and uh, tenets and, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that the almighty land, King, Queen, Nation is internationalist. We're humanist, man. This is who we are. All right, so we're going to go ahead and close this out, man. The time is, 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 is coming there, man. The pigs are about to rush in, so we already know, man. I really appreciate Ipsy Dixis for letting us use their platform and anyone that listens to this, man. I, 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 we're right here, man. This is Behind the Fence in the Trenches, Shank Radio, King, and ECC11, man. Hey, man, it was, it was a pleasure. And love, strength, and sacrifice. The life, energy, and strength provided us by the sun.